Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, we're going to turn the tables on Sunny today, and she will be actually interviewed by former KKNW host, Wendy Williams. And the interview will be about Sunny's latest unstoppable book, Unhitched, as we celebrate its upcoming release in stores scheduled in January. So without further ado, I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy and Wendy Williams. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I am your normally here host, attorney turned life coach, Sunny Joy McMillan, joined <laughs> by here. our guest host today, Wendy Williams. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're here, well, Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW. Uh, always trying to bring you amazing coaches, teachers, authors, and healers who are on a mission to encourage you, inspire you, and give you tools to live a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, we always have those show archives for you. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. Um, and let's see. Benny, what's going on with you? Not a whole lot. Ready for the weekend. Whoop, whoop, whoop. One more official, like, uh, no, we have two full weekends of, I guess, of shopping left, don't we? I guess so. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. I'm all done. Yeah, I know. We don't I have, really... like, one to do, actually. I lied. <laughs> We're, we've, like, kind of started boycotting the whole gifts and Christmas yeah. thing. It becomes so You don't have pressure. kids, though, so kids. Uh, fair enough. All, yeah. Fair enough. We, we, I take that back. We do the, we do have nephews, and they are the only you ones. You actually have furry kids. You have furry kids. Yes, we do. <laughs> we Tell me you don't them. buy stuff for them. <laughs> That's throughout the year. That's not just oh, for holidays. Lucky. So lucky. I'm we sure they look Loki. adorable in their little sweaters. Yeah, and you have you have animals too, don't you? You have a kitty? I do. Kitty. I have a kitty midnight who's oh, uh, yes. 17. Oh. And I have lots of uh, surrogate through Dog on Seattle, through Rescue Dogs. Oh, that's great. Oh, rescue. yeah. So. Yeah, we've got to love our animals and our kiddos at all the times, but at hug holiday times. Hug them, hug them. Extra gifts. Um, anything else, Benny? Nope, before? I'm good. Okay, thanks. Cool. Yeah, so um, we will be talking about, um, well, so let me back up a little bit. Wendy Rose. Oh, wait, I do. Wait, what? From last week. Oh, gosh, yeah. I forgot. So they, like, basically put me out there on the show last week. They were my matchmakers, her and uh, Alessandra (laughs) Alessandra Duke, right? And so uh, they were, exactly, she got a big thumbs up over there. (laughs) I've already been fed quite a couple little interests, so I appreciate it very much for uh, (laughs) bringing it out there on the air like that. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And we have one of our awesome regular listeners, Susie. And, oh, gosh, I don't have her message in front of me. I I was going to save it. Oh, all right. uh, No, I was going to save it until Alessandra's back on. And we were going to share with it. But, Susie, we were talking about because you're a Capricorn, yes. right? And I think she said that uh, can- cancer is the— Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot that one, yeah. So I could be—Susie, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. But she wrote the nicest um, email. And so we're, we'll share that when Alessandra is back on the air. But yeah. about what sign it goes well Matches with Matches Capricorn. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So How fun. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot have another Capricorn. I'll say that, though. Ain't going to work. Yeah, already, but yeah, look. Wendy's already, like, throwing the fist together. Yeah. Button heads there. <laughs> New things. Awesome. Okay. Well, so sorry, any uh, Capricorns out there who are hoping to be partnered up with Benny on a that's okay. Or something. Yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> sorry, he's tried that. Okay. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you for the update, Benny. And we're so happy. Sure. Yeah, we were making it our mission to uh, get Benny set up on some dates, and yeah. I like it. It's like just check in with Benny. Like, yeah. so Benny, how's it going? Vicariously <laughs> like for you today. How's know, your weekend be... going to be planned? <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we will keep the uh-huh. we will keep this um, trend going and see I'm down with it. Do. Sure. Um, okay. What else? Oh, so yes, 
So um, you all may have heard uh, Wendy Rose Williams' show here on KKNW. She was with Transformational Talk Radio with Dr. Pat. Um, what was your show, Wendy? Uh, Soul Wisdom Radio. Soul Wisdom Radio. Okay. And so, Wendy, you usually in your uh, in your uh, I guess normal outside the studio activities, you do past life regression work, hypnotherapy. Yes. Yes. What else? Uh, a lot of writing too. Oh so, gosh, yes. She's yes. sitting here with her two books that I'm like <laughs> looking right at. Yes. Yeah. So, do you mind sharing a little bit about? Uh, I'd love to. Um, the first book that's available on Amazon is called Regression Healing One. And it's the Huntsman, the Lord High Mayor, and the World War II soldier. And it's an actual past life regression session. So it's a comprehensive, um, what I call a VIP session that lasted four hours. Um, And it's got a message of forgiveness that is just so needed. Um, And both the client in that story, um, he had a lot of problems with chronic pain. Um, He had broken his neck. Um, had been a lifetime athlete, so lots of chronic pain. And when we traced it back, we found he hadn't forgiven the people who had been involved with um, him uh, having some real physical pain in earlier lives. Yes. And we also found that um, I was involved in that, which was shocking, surprising, and not fun um, to find out and to just take responsibility for that, and that we needed to forgive each other. Yeah. So that was what was really um, going on um, in that session. And it was just so profound that I knew it was meant to be a book. Yeah. Absolutely. So and I also recorded it as an audio book, which was a lot of fun. fun. And then the new one that's coming up is the Flow One Plymouth Plantation. Um, and it's a prequel to a trilogy. And this one's a novel, but it's inspired by my own uh, memories of uh, past life at Plymouth Plantation, so colonial American coming over in the early 1600s. Yes. That's so that's what that one's about, and it'll be available in the next week or two. Yay. Well, congratulations. So, well, thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Wendy is, well, she, she does a lot um, out there in Seattle and in the world. And if you guys out there are not familiar, I think most of our KKNW listeners are familiar with, um, you know, hypnotherapy, past life regression. But my entree to that, because I came at it, you know, I was an attorney and pretty logically minded um, and didn't have a ton of faith at that point and much of anything outside of physical reality. And I found the work of Dr. Brian Weiss, which I'm mm-hmm. sure most of our listeners know. But if you haven't, if you are just getting familiar with this stuff. Um, so he has an Ivy League pedigree. I think he at the time he was chair of the psychiatry department at Cedar sinai or Mount Sinai in Miami. I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting exactly which hospital it was. But anyway, he ended up um, having a client who'd had some chronic um, anxiety and depression and nothing that they were doing was getting to the root of it. And he did regression work in the sense that he would take you back to your childhood so you could look at that. And when he did this on one particular occasion, he accidentally left the statement open-ended and said, go back to the first time that this particular wound occurred that is the root of all this and he didn't put parameters like didn't say go back to childhood he just said go back to when it occurred and all of a sudden they were transported back to or what she was describing was clearly not this day and age and here he is I mean you know he's pretty fancy pants scholar at that point and psychiatrist very well respected so this totally blew his paradigm and I will leave it the the book that I think would be a good entry point to get familiar with this kind of work is many lives many masters. And he continued to work with this woman and had to change his thinking dramatically about what was possible. And there's some 
evidence-based things that she brought through that no one could have known about his life that he hadn't shared publicly anywhere except in the privacy of his home with his wife and family. Um, so anyway, for those out there who are, you know, want a little bit of a, an entree to this work and then, and then check out Wendy's work as well. Cause she does, you do this work with clients too, right? Yes, absolutely. And I yeah. trained with Dr. Weiss this past summer for oh. a week at the Omega Institute. Awesome. So. Did I get the story right then? Yes, okay, you did. <laughs> okay, you did. It's been a while since I read the book, you but did. Um, so in any event, so Wendy is here today because, um, so as many of you may know, she have had the show on KKNW that you may have listened to. And I always thought Wendy had the best radio voice. Like I loved her voice is just so soothing and it's just one of those perfect on-air voices. And Wendy and I have known each other outside of the studio and, and just, you know, in the spiritual coaching circles in Seattle. So you have a lady crush? <laughs> <laughs> That's a yes. Oh my what? I have man crushes. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. We all. Yeah. yeah sure. I think everybody crush. does. Everybody does. Okay. But um, yeah. So Wendy <laughs> was so kind, and she offered to come into the studio um, to interview me about the book because um, I don't always do the best job of uh, promoting my work. I love showcasing other people, and that's my happy place, and it's where I'm most comfortable is being behind the mic. Um, uh, presenting other people's work or sharing it with the world. So Wendy kind of pinned me down and said, hey, let me come in. We'll talk about the book. It's going to be in stores January 22nd. The book is Unhitched, Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. Um, And I've mentioned it before on the show, but I still have the website up where you can grab a free copy of it. And the website is unhitchedbook.com. And, um, yeah, so, Wendy, thank you so much for being so gracious and coming in. Yeah, good for you, Wendy. Well, We do have to lock her down sometimes. My pleasure. And, and Sunny, that's how we met was I was referred to you to come for one of your um, complimentary first sessions to explore and talk about life coaching. Yeah. And you were just such a breath of fresh air. And your intake form was great because it wasn't the usual fluffy. It was just it really made me think, and I could just feel things shifting and getting better just from filling in that intake form. Wow, thank you. then when I met with you, you were so prepared. It just, it was like so much happened um, in that hour together. So I just want people to understand, go to unhitchedbook.com and you'll not only get a PDF of really a marvelous mind opener um, regarding marriage and relationships, but you'll have an opportunity to uh, perhaps have a session mm-hmm. with Sunny. So yeah. it's just really a, a great way to explore that a little bit. And it's just very, very useful. I appreciate that, so, Wendy. Thank absolutely. you. So Sunny, let's start with what inspired you to become a life coach after having trained and practiced as an attorney? Because I, like you, I came from a background as an MBA, so pretty yeah. big switch. <laughs> yes. Um, I did not set out to become a life coach. Um, I was uh, married, living in Texas. Um, I had gone to law school. Um, I had practiced for several years, um, and then I left my firm. I then, uh, my, my husband at the time, who we'll be talking about a lot today, and I'll just go ahead and preface, um, I think regular listeners probably have heard this before, but... Um, we had, after we got divorced, we had an amazing relationship um, in terms of a friendship. It was so healing, so wonderful, so much better than it ever had been while we were married. And he um, he passed away this summer in June. Um, so when I talk about him, if it's in past tense, that's why. So for folks to have some uh, frame of reference as we have our conversation today. 
Um, so at the time, um, I was still married. My uh, ex-husband, or my husband at the time, was um, an attorney, and he had his own firm. And um, so I helped out at their firm some. And um, he was also pretty litigious. <laughs> so we had some personal lawsuits that I ended up handling um, for us. So I was still kind of practicing. But I ended up, when I, I ultimately knew that it, for at least me, it was in the highest and best interest that I leave the marriage. We'd had so much professional intervention, um, so many counselors. We just couldn't seem to communicate kindly, constructively. There was such a high level of conflict in the home. And I just was done. Um, I couldn't live like that anymore. And um, so I left and I'm thinking, okay, so I'm no longer practicing actively the law. I am no longer married, and I have no idea what I want to do with my life because I'd never really enjoyed law when I did it. I went in for the wrong reasons. And I found the writing of Dr. Martha Beck, and her writing was one of the primary catalysts that told me, not told me, but it, it helped me reveal a truth that I don't think that I'd been really willing to face, that I was not living my right life. I had created a life based on what my social self thought looked good, sounded good, was supposed to be good, according to cultural criteria. Um, and my essential self, the part of me that was most reflective of who I really was, was dying on the vine. Um, and so I just couldn't get enough of Martha Beck. I went out, read all of her books in quick succession, went to a workshop at her ranch, which at the time was in San Luis Obispo, California, and knew at that point I just needed to stay connected to her organization. She was this breath of fresh air that I had never, I'd never heard anyone speak or talk like her. And the, the, the truth that she helped me find about myself, just I needed to be around her. Um, and so I was traveling abroad. We were volunteering um, at an elephant sanctuary in Thailand for a, like about a month. And I hadn't had Internet access really reliably. So we had this stopover on our way to our next destination. And the first email that popped up when I had like a thousand to go through on this quick layover with Internet access. And it said start life coach training. And it was basically the month that we were returning from. And at this time, when I say we, this was my this is my current partner. And this is a little bit farther down the line after my divorce. Um, so uh, anyway, I just, I'd never made a decision like this. When I went to law school, it was, we've got to find the best schools and, and you know, which one, which state, which school, which programs. And there was so much just pro-con list, type A struggling in my mind. And when I saw this register for life coach training, it was like straight from my heart to the register now button. I did not even think about it. I just knew it was what I was supposed to do. It was kind of the start of me beginning to like um, live by intuition and gut feeling rather than my mind. Sunny, totally as new. you're telling that story, thank you for sharing that. That, that there was such a shift in you. I mean, <laughs> I could see you get out of your head. And I could just see you relax. I could see your energy like dropping down into your heart yeah. and dropping down into your gut. You got in your body versus up here where you're just like we're back and forth, back and forth with yeah. that monkey mind. Exactly. That a lot of us can get, particularly if you have trained as an attorney or you yeah. have trained as an MBA or, or a physician or whatever. Exactly. Um, it's it's so left brain that it's really hard to get into your heart and and hear your intuition wherever that comes from in your body. Yeah. So that's marvelous. Yeah. Um, I'd like to understand more. So it, there was such a high level of conflict for you with, with Rob, with your former husband. So the question comes up, 
Why did you proceed? Exactly. Why <laughs> did you marry? <laughs> the million dollar question. Um, yeah, so I, our first date ended in a fight and it didn't get much better in terms of the relationship, but it's so strange, Wendy, and I feel like this kind of feeds into what you do in this, um, uh, in terms of looking at why we have chosen certain relationships, whether they're familial, whether they're um, romantic or even work relationships, friend relationships. So um, it was just, even though it was never easy, I was incredibly stubborn, number one, as was he. Um, and we connected on some really interesting levels, spiritually, our values, politically. Um, he really challenged me and helped me he helped me grow in ways that no one ever had really before um, and discover things about, uh, you know, I think when I was growing up, I think as many of us are, you're presented a certain set of values and belief systems. And I didn't know it was an option that you really got to question those. Like they might not just be absolute truth. And he helped me because he was an attorney. And my gosh, he was an engineer before he was an attorney. His mind just worked so um logically and he loved Socrates and so he loved that Socratic method and questioning everything and so he could take things apart yeah and I just was so drawn to him and he created this incredibly successful law firm um, which ended up having multiple offices and uh, multiple places and he just um, I just was in awe of of what he had done and um, and I was so drawn to that so it's like even though we had all this conflict, I still knew there was a reason that I was supposed to be with him. Um, perhaps not, and I will tell you this, Wendy, and I, I, I don't, I haven't talked a lot about this. Like this is, I'm still beginning to be able to share this publicly, and I think also because he passed away, it feels like I can share it without uh, hurting or potentially dishonoring what we had. Of course. But there was a small part of me during all of it that knew we were supposed to get married and knew that we would probably ultimately get divorced. Like this was just what was supposed to happen. And I know that sounds so strange to say, why would you go into it? But I really believe, um, that a marriage can be a soul adventure, even if it doesn't last forever. Um, that's actually something Martha, that's a quote from Martha Beck. Um, that is one of my favorites from her. And, um, I just knew there was something that we were doing together that needed to happen and we would both grow exponentially from it and then it would be complete. That That's fantastic because you've just uh, bracketed so beautifully the concept of soul contracts yeah. because if you consider the possibility of reincarnation and um, incarnating again with with soulmates and soul group members and people that we've been with before, wouldn't it make sense that we might, during the pre-life planning, set up some contracts where it's going to help us learn and grow yeah. at the soul level? And you even knew it. Yeah. I mean, that had just some instinct, even though it may have felt a little bit odd or, or weird that you had that insight. You didn't know where it was coming from. So there was definitely yeah. some wise woman voice in you there, you know, that yeah. that inner inner self of we're supposed to do this. Yeah. And I think so many I hear from so many people, I didn't go into marriage ever thinking that I would get divorced. And I think, oh, I I personally had a very different experience. I went into it knowing that there was a very good chance that that would happen. 
uh, on an intuitive level. Right, right. That really is powerful because I think there's a lot of expectation. Um, we've been so trained in our society regarding what soulmates are by Hollywood, by Disney, that mm. it's this, you know, fantastic, amazing oh, God. Yeah. You're lazy. You're, la- you're laughing ruefully, which is what I was <laughs> hoping. You both are. <laughs> um, because soulmates, I believe they're for lessons. I do too. And I believe soulmates can do some of the most horrible things possible to us. I mean, here I found in, in my session with the client in Regression Healing One, we were primary soulmates at that time. And I tortured the man. I literally was involved in physically torturing the man. This does not lead to a great relationship. Right, right. Yeah. We're <laughs> Let's just bring that up. Yeah. And I, I think I, I know there are various schools of thought on this, so I honor whatever your personal belief system is. And we might have already gone way past that already with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think that we have more than one soulmate in a lifetime. I think Rob Absolutely. was a soulmate. I think my current partner, Chase, is a soulmate. I think... I have girlfriends who I believe are soulmates. Yes. I I, they're, yes. And they're very, and I, don't, I still haven't looked into a lot. I know some people talk about twin flame relationships and things like that. I don't know a lot about that. But I do, for me personally, I know that there are various people who have just the deepest soul level connection in our relationship, all for various reasons and learning. Absolutely. I mean, a soulmate can be a sibling. It can be a parent, yeah. aunt, uncle, grandparent, neighbor, co-worker. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to imply romance. I agree. Romance just makes it more loaded. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think that's very well and, said. And, you know, we've all gone through the detonate yes. stage, oh, God, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it is interesting, Wendy, because I, when I talk about this, I don't want anyone to think how cavalier or how callous to enter a relationship no. knowing that might be the end. But I also think from Rob's perspective, like the conversations that we had before he passed, because we we're able to talk about things we'd never gotten really honest about in the marriage. And he was a highly, while he was one of the, well, I would say the smartest person that I've ever known, like, and I know there are smarter people on the planet, but in terms of who was in my circle in my life, he is to date, I think, the smartest person I've ever met. I mean, it's really sad. He had some physical and mental decline before he passed, and that was heartbreaking for everyone involved because he could see it too. But at, at the top of his game, he was not only so intelligent but he was so intuitive and um he knew like he knew certain things about how we were relating to each other and yet he still proposed and I asked him like why did you do that why when you knew certain things and and had hunches about how things were going to go down in the end why he was like because we had to I'm like yep I okay here we go right (laughs) right and so look look at an alternate reality because this I think may bring out the gifts mm-hmm. from the relationship what if you hadn't met Rob or what if you hadn't married mm-hmm. what 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 would you have missed oh gosh I can't even imagine um it's so funny Wendy also because I'm again I'm fascinated by quantum physics and um and some of the ideas about parallel universes running at the same time as what we're living right now and just how infinite that could be. So I, I, if you believe that, then perhaps there was an alternate reality where we didn't get married or where we stayed married after getting married. I, I don't know. But in this particular, inc- where I sit right now with my consciousness focused with you in this studio, um, 
if I hadn't married him, whoo, gosh, that's a really interesting question. Um, so many things come to mind. I don't think that I would have, well, gosh, I don't know. Would I have, he was the friction that created the pearl that I am right now. And I don't know who else in my life that I could have met would have created that amount of friction that would have grown me as quickly and as dramatically into who I am as I sit here today. I think I could have probably stayed pretty status quo and not held, not really figured out what my beliefs were about who I am as a spiritual being, about my place in the universe, about what I believe about God, about what I, um, my values that I, as an adult, uh, those things that are important to me. I don't think anyone else could have had that kind of a friction effect. That's fantastic because, yes, because a pearl comes from the irritation yeah. of that sand getting inside the shell. Yeah. And when before you replied, what I was picturing was he was what created the diamond of who you are, oh, which is the same thing of just that pressure. Yeah. That And just that the, the sparks, the rubbing against each other. Yeah. Because there was there was positive and negative polarity to that. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, gosh, I just lost my thought. There was one other thing I was going to add to that. OK, it'll probably come back to me. So. So, Sunny, how did you go through this wonderful um, morphing where post post divorce or, or during the separation, perhaps when when the tension was finally abating from this high conflict relationship and marriage? How how did you get the wisdom to write him the letter? What 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 would you term that sort of a letter? Was it a like a gratitude letter? How how did that change things? Yeah. So what Wendy's referring to is um, so as I've talked about here today, you know, we had a really high conflict marriage um, from the from day one and the full twelve years we were together. It it really um, it didn't have much improvement. So um, when I got divorced, I like my rage, my anger, my resentment fueled me. Like I just went running out the door basically and ran far and fast. And it took at least two years for, it's kind of like a, a canister full of high pressure uh, gas or something. And I caught by getting out of the situation. And I often recommend this for my clients is a structured separation because when you've been in something where there's a lot of trauma, a lot of high conflict, you're actually not in your prefrontal cortex part of your brain. You're more operating not in your right mind. Yeah, and you're you're operating in the limbic system, and it's just fight or flight. You're not even able to bring your full <laughs> your full capabilities mentally, emotionally, spiritually to the table because you're you're living in a different part of the brain. Um, so by removing myself from the situation, and it took a couple years, it was like the pressure valve released enough pressure where I could look at the situation differently. And I will tell you, Wendy, that um, that I had seen myself as a victim the entire time, and it was really easy to play the victim role. He's this super powerful attorney. He's a master in the courtroom. He, There is no better place than, than him having someone on a witness stand. Like When he was in a high-pressure situation, Unlike me, who gets completely flustered and discombobulated, one of the reasons why law was not the best fit for me, he would just like zero in and his best thinking came in the high pressure situation. He was in a Zen place. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you so, can't handle the truth. Exactly. We need people on that wall. <laughs> There's guys need to be guarded on that wall because it's being built right now. You can't. Ha- oh, here, whatever. <laughs> that guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to go. No, I'm so glad you did. I just saw bring that movie this week, levity. too. I'm like, <laughs> there's great. a reason for that. Oh, no, Serendipitous see, there timing. Go. There you go. Yeah, so bring some levity to this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had to get out. And once that rage, the pressure, the resentment had had some time to release, and very synchronistically, I was in uh, life coach training, and Martha brings so many amazing uh, tools, uh research uh, pieces that that just she just brings the perfect mix of science and spirituality to the table anyway so she introduced me to the teacher Byron Katie yes. and Byron Katie's book loving what is inspired me to write a letter to Rob and a men's letter and basically it was I could have as I said been the victim that I had played the entire time oh I'm the victim of a hot-tempered husband who was hell-bent on controlling me um, I, when reading this book, realized I needed to take radical responsibility for my part in co-creating the situation. And this amends letter was, number one, to thank him for what he'd done well, because there were many things, even though I didn't ever really tell him that in the marriage because I was so angry all the time. And number two, um, asking, telling him what I feel like I did wrong or brought to the situation and I wanted to take responsibility for and I had no idea when I sent this letter to him. This was two to three years after I left. Um, I had no idea if he'd read it, if he did read it, if he'd respond, if he did respond, if it would be kind and understanding or he'd be like, screw you. I don't, he had, yeah. Were you okay with just letting go of the outcome that it could be any outcome? Were you able to send it in that manner? Yes, and I highly recommend this because many of my clients don't have spouses or ex-spouses that would play nice with them. If you're coming out of a, a relationship with a narcissist, a sociopath, somewhere in that cluster B personality disorder um, range, you may not have someone that can, and, and in my case, Rob responded kindly. Um, so just uh, to bring up, <laughs> to, to tell you what actually happened with that one. But um, you doing this exercise of cleaning your side of the street, um, basically taking responsibility for anything you've done to help create the situation um, even if it just means staying where you were longer than you needed to because the relationship was unhealthy, but taking responsibility for your part in co-creating whatever happened and thanking the person for what they did. God, that was incredibly healing, Wendy. Even if he'd never done anything with it, it was so empowering for me. And you think if you take responsibility for crap that you brought into a marriage, it means that you're, somehow your power is, you're like now... Um, I'm, it's not diminishing see. it. Exactly. It's actually, it's actually you're stepping into your power fully without abusing it. Exactly. And so just by virtue of me taking responsibility for my part in it and no longer playing the victim role, um, yeah, that, that, um, that changed everything. And just uh, the moral of the story was Rob appreciated it and it opened the door for us to have conversations. They were difficult at first. It was awkward, but we stuck with it. And toward the end, you know, um, we saw each other at every holiday I was home. We would talk on the phone once a month, if not more. And it was so beautiful. And I'm so, uh, feel so blessed with that outcome because when he passed this summer, there was nothing left unsaid, no apologies left unoffered. And I feel good about where we were. So, and I see fantastic. Vinny gesturing for a break. So, um, we're going to take our break. I am joined today by my fabulous guest host, Wendy Rose Williams. Um, I am Sunny Joy. You're listening to Sunny in Seattle. And we will continue our conversation about my book, Unhitched, when we get back from our break. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. <laughs> you want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. 
The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Are you ready to get unstuck from a bad marriage and embrace your best life? If you're anything like me, you may have spent years creating a life that looks pretty good on paper. There's just one problem. Your marriage is unhappy and unfulfilling, but you're too scared to trade your comfortable life for a future full of unknowns. In my new book, Unhitched, I will give you the tools you need to make the right decisions about your marriage, as well as the confidence that your future can be better and brighter than you can even imagine. I share my own very personal story, and I will guide you through a clear process that will enable you to answer the question, should I stay or should I go? It's a process that will help you tune out fears and unwanted advice, and instead tune into your own intuition and inner wisdom, as well as exit a marriage gracefully and feel secure about your future. Get ready to trade confusion and stagnation for your best life. Unhitched, unlock your courage and clarity and unstick your bad marriage. Available for pre-order today on Amazon.com. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Sunny in Seattle, radio that positively shines. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. Sorry, I'm looking at Benny going, what is this? You really like her, don't you? I do like this. Her name's Maggie Rogers. She's been trending all this last year. She actually was found, um, well, she's been an artist uh, growing up on the East Coast uh, through New York and the School of Music and so forth. Oh, is that the- She was featured with Pharrell. Oh, yes, I know exactly Where he listened to her song and he was like floored. Yes, Chase and I watched yeah, that clip over that's and over. Chase is obsessed with Pharrell, and I think he's yep. amazing, too. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that makes so much yeah. sense. It's amazing about his little story, too. I mean, he's been a beatmaster and creator and lyricist yeah. for, like, years ago, and yeah. no one really kind of knew. He was just kind of, like, yeah. added on little tracks. Like, he did a line on someone's, like, Snoop Dogg's track from, like, way uh-huh. back or whatever, and he's still doing the yeah. game. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Maggie Rogers. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks, Benny. That's for you, too, Wendy. Yes. Since yes. you're within earshot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. She's a great artist. Yes. So um, so um, I am joined today by my fantastic guest host, Wendy Rose Williams. We've been talking about my book, Unhitched. Um, if you want to grab that free copy that's available, um, just go to unhitchedbook.com. And if you want uh, to wait until it comes out in bookstores, it will be at East West. Actually, I have a little book signing. God, I'll have to tell you guys the dates, but I have a book signing and a little talk at East West in uh, January 
um, my the place where I kind of consider um, welcomed me when I was first starting this work. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am without East West Bookshop. So shout out to them. And uh, it'll be fun to go back there full circle and do a little book talk. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's wonderful, Sunny. Well, one of the things that uh, really comes to mind as I was uh, reading your book was how did you get skilled in linking your heart and your mind and your gut? Because that is just not a natural process for a lot of us, particularly, again, if we've had a lot of the left brain um, type training and, and advanced schooling yeah. it can just really um, wash out those wonderful instincts that we came in with. Exactly. Yes. Um, so two things mainly, um, and it was very synchronistically timed as these things seem to happen. <laughs> so um, I knew that I got to the pinnacle of this life that I thought was supposed to make me happy. And as, as I mentioned, my uh, ex-husband was wildly successful. So we we um, we had vacation homes and cars and just all of the stuff. And I thought, and I finally was at my perfect weight. I'd worked so hard to get to. And I had a life that looked like Instagram perfect. And I'd had my degree. So even though I wasn't working at the time, I still had this degree to rely on. So basically, my entire self-worth was built up and crutched, or these were crutches, because I didn't feel very good about myself. And I got to the pinnacle of this and looked around and thought, okay, there is nothing else I could add to this equation that would look better, be better, that our culture tells you will make you happy. And yet I feel completely empty inside and I lack meaning. Okay, so my mind was the part of me that got me into this predicament. My mind said, this will make you happy. This should make you happy. This is what people will respect and admire. And I realized, oh, goodness, that was all wrong. So I need to find out how to how to take the reins of my life from a different source of power. Like mind alone had not gotten me into a situation that was going to be fulfilling to my spirit. So I had to start looking elsewhere. And right at that time is when I found Martha. And she started, she talked a little bit about intuition and saying that it's a muscle. Everyone has it, but you've got to work it. And I thought, ah, and I found this little lithograph print that said, trust your gut. It went with me and every little tiny studio apartment I rented as I was separated and getting divorced. And I realized that if I brought in my heart and my gut, that I had a trifecta, mind, heart, gut. And then I started learning about the actual science that we have a little heart in our brain. We have that has a, it's about the same type of like neuron neurite situation as a cat's brain, which is pretty complicated. Um, we've got a you know a, a brain or a gut brain, which has it's, this is why people say trust your gut. So there is so much science behind why bringing in these other aspects of our being uh, is so incredibly powerful. And when I started living aligned with that and trusted that there was a universe, a friendly universe taking care of me. And that was not easy, by the way. I didn't, I'd never, that was a whole paradigm shift. Um, but when I started being guided by that, I found that things were falling easily, seamlessly, joyfully, effortlessly into place in a way that felt so good. And so I just, I was like, fake it till you make it. And then there I was. Right. What, that's just a profound shift. And you touched on the missing component of the self-love mm -hmm. and just looking looking outwards. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true for so many of us. I, I, my, my personal belief is we're all here to master a self-lesson, yeah. whether it's self-love, self-confidence, self-acceptance, self-respect. And how fascinating. The word self is right there, 
yet we look externally for it. Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Right. But again, it's society. It's it's um, Jerry Maguire. You complete me. Oh gosh, yeah. Sorry. I, I just <laughs> I'm I rolling just, my eyes. Thank you for rolling your eyes. It's another Tom Cruise film. Yes. Another Tom Cruise. Yes. There's our theme yeah, for the know, day. Right, exactly. our theme for the day. And it's like I just like this big red X comes in when I hear you complete me. I'm I, like, no. That's for the movies. You complete yourself. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And other people there can you compliment go. you. Exactly. Yes. That's, exactly. At least that's what I believe. I apologize. Someone else out there feels a little differently. I honor that, but that's not how yes. I feel these yes. days. Yes. <laughs> and Sunny, we've skirted around the issue um, several times of anger because anger, it's its a human emotion. We all feel it. And there's nothing like an incompatible partner yeah. to bring out anger, even rage. Yeah. And I feel for women in particular, we're not allowed to be angry. There's not a healthy way for women to be angry in this society. But it sounds like you've developed a little ritual involving plates. Yes. It's been helpful with that. Yes. Would you care to share that? Absolutely. I recommend this. I've had clients do this and it's at, you would be amazed how much it works. And you know, emotions are just, it's just a chemical reaction in the body and it's, it's triggered by our thoughts. And so we have a lot of, I think some people get very scared, especially about the emotions that are seen as quote negative. I don't think any of them are negative. I think they just are what they are. And they are signals and messages to us that are kind of a little, uh, what is it? Uh, Abraham Hicks calls it our emotional guidance system. And it just gives you information about what's going on with your thoughts and what's going on in your life. Um, but I was raised in the South, and it's, I think, not that I, I hate to generalize too much, but there are, you know, I think that uh, it's funny when I meet people um, who have, who are transplants from the South as well, and we talk about, it was, and I was raised in a small town in Texas, and so a lot of, you know, people were very still genteel and nice, lots of smiles, and we didn't talk about the things that were unpleasant, and so I was carrying around this as once I got into the marriage especially, I was so angry. And one of the things that anger can teach us is that we have allowed a boundary to be violated. Um, righteous anger is the fuel that, that, that helps us uh, change uh, injustice. Like, anger is a very, very powerful, helpful emotion with lots of messages. And what I didn't realize at the time, but I can articulate now, is that by virtue of me forcing myself to stay in this relationship when there was such a high level of conflict and I was so angry uh, at so much, I was, I was violating my own boundaries, but I was blaming it on my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so um, then I had this amazing therapist and I would come into her office and I was, this is before any type of mind-body connection was in my vocabulary uh, and I lived completely from the neck up. Um, I would come in and my arms would be crossed across my chest and I would just be, my shoulders were very tight. And she one day just said, Sonny, please uncross your arms and let them rest at your sides. And now I want you to breathe deeply. And she said, what is going on in your heart? It's like, what the heck are you talking about going on in my heart? What do you mean? And sure enough, I realized two things. Number one, I started to cry almost immediately. And number two, there was a cinder block in my chest. And I realized it was basically stored emotion from years upon years of things that I had, uh, you know, witnessed or been a party to that I'd allow my own bio boundaries to be violated. I was carrying a hell of a lot of anger. 
And so I needed to find ways to move it out of my body. So I used to do something I called running the rage. And it was, I would, I was a jogger. Um, and uh, I would go and I would run at top speed until I couldn't run anymore and then usually end up crying. Um, the other thing that you mentioned that I also recommend to clients, if they don't enjoy running, go to Goodwill, get a bunch of plates, put them in a pillowcase, and break them in your driveway, in your back porch, or even just if you don't want to put them in the pillowcase, there's something very satisfying by shattering the plates. It's almost like it breaks the morphogenetic field around something. and It's yeah. a release. It's yeah. a safe powerful release yeah. and you're you're so right on because um, I, I definitely see that with clients because mm-hmm. what's happening is they haven't released emotions and I think you um, had an expression in your book about letting emotions just not judging them and just letting them go through you like a waterfall exactly. um, or it can also be it can be a fire mm-hmm. just you know let it go through you like as a violet flame yeah. or, or whatever um, because if you don't release them that's what leads to that anxiety, that depression, mm-hmm. um, or the disease, or whatever it might be, because it's just those stuck, stuck, stuck. You know, you described it as a cinder block. Um, so that's just really powerful to be able to release that. Yeah. So let's talk about your coaching practice, Sunny, because you've just got such a wealth of um, information and techniques and knowledge. And kudos for having the guts to write a memoir, because writing any book is difficult. But to write a memoir out of the out of the starting block, I really um, just my hat is off to you for that. Thank you. So what types of clients do you enjoy seeing? What are some of the great results that they're getting? Because I know a lot of them are having just had that uh, little interaction with you myself. And, you know, how are their lives changing? Well, the majority of the people that I see, I have mostly women who come to see me, but I have a few brave men, and actually I adore working with men. Um, There are quite a few in our uh, divorce support group. It's called Unhitched. We meet once a month if someone out there is needing a little bit of support. Um, Our next meeting, I think, is on December 28th, I believe, which is a Thursday. Let me just double check that before I say, yeah, oh, 27th, sorry. December 27th. Um, yeah, thanks, Benny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I do enjoy working with men and women. Um, usually the people that come to see me are women. They are um, at various stages. Some of them are considering whether to stay or go. Um, and some of them are post-divorce and wanting to get to a good place, either individually or with their spouse. And then anywhere in between. Um, I did just enough family law to be dangerous so I can guide people through the process. And I, I'm very a big advocate of graceful divorce, if possible. Um, and so we work. Well, the book is written as a love letter to my former self, basically. And these are the things that I wish that I had had at the time. So it's part memoir, part guide with all of the tools and the things that I used um, and designed to meet you wherever you are. Um, And usually the two things that I find that people need the most when they are going through this is clarity because they're either, um, you know, feeling confused or feeling unsure. Or um, the other thing that I see that they need, um, and usually these go hand in hand, is courage. That's why the subtitle is Unlock Your Courage and Clarity to Unstick Your Bad Marriage. Um, and, And not all my clients end up getting divorced. Many times the tools that we use Uh, get you to the place that I got to with my ex-husband, which was 
total chance of reconciliation had we wished it so because we were in such a good place. Um, um, but that I don't think that was what was meant to happen. Um, so clarity and courage, those are the two things that I see people needing the most, and that is what we work on the most. And so when, you, when, when I work with someone, um, at, by the end of our time together, um, my intention and goal is that they have a plan and that they feel clear about what that is, whatever that is that's in the highest and best interest of them and their spouse, um, and then that they have the courage to take the action they now know they must take, whatever that is. And can that confusion, that lack of clarity, um, can that actually be veiling fear? Is that what's really driving a lot of it? You know, when they're when people are not sure, do I stay or do I go? Particularly if children are involved, right? Yes, yeah. That and that is something where, um, for a lot of my clients, they have not even been able to admit to themselves what they actually want. They say, "I'm confused." And when we take any action steps off the table, like you can stay in your marriage the rest of your life. Let's just say what at this moment you want. And that could change tomorrow. It really could. So what in this moment do you know to be true? What is the truth that when you say I'm confused, you are blocking your own wisdom? What is the truth that you are just afraid to uh, admit to yourself or act upon? And, and even just admitting that can be very freeing. Um, and that's, again, not to say that with certain tools and exercises that, that it can change the situation so dramatically that what you decide to do um, may not be the same thing as what you say initially when I, when I talk to these people. Um, yeah, and so confusion, um, I even have one teacher, and she very strongly says confusion is a lie. Um, we, we have all of the wisdom inside of us. We just need to get in touch with it. And you block that inner wisdom when you say you are confused. Correct. Because so. the ego puts up a lot of smoke screens because yeah. there's not a saber-toothed tiger in the room. So the ego, in some sense, doesn't have a job at that moment. Mm-hmm. So it's kicking off, oh, you're going to starve to death if you get a divorce. Exactly. It, it just, <laughs> I mean, it's just some really ridiculous. I mean, when you look at that on yeah. its face, were you going to starve to death? No. Was I going to starve to death? No. Yeah. Uh, you know, these just these weren't real, but they may have felt real at a certain point in the process. Exactly. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest that things. big lie. Exactly. Whatever those limiting beliefs, fears, lies, painful thoughts that are occurring, we get in there and we do our best to dissolve them. And when you dissolve all the, oh, my gosh, I'm going to become a bag lady or I'll never find love again. I'll be alone forever. When you can distance yourself from those thoughts or dissolve them completely and they let you go, you have so much more space and clarity to move forward with the decision that feels right in your heart. And how do you coach clients to do that? Is it by them finding ways to practice um, self-love? Is it is that what you mean by follow the freedom? Following the freedom is a body thing. That is, you know, there, we talk about this on the show sometimes, the shackles on, shackles off sensation. When you were uh, interacting and engaging with people, places, and things that are moving you towards your right life. There's usually a light, expansive feeling in the body, what we call shackles off. Um, and then when you are moving toward things that are not in alignment with your right life, there's usually some sense of contraction or heaviness in the body. It's kind of similar to a polygraph test. Um, when you're doing something that is out of alignment with your integrity or your truth, you say something that's untrue, your body's going to react. So when you follow what feels freest, and I did that, what felt lightest in that place where there was the cinder block, I moved toward 
the places where I felt much lighter. Expansive, right? Yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And how does, you talked um, in Unhitched about the big lie uh, of loving yourself being selfish. Yes. And I think a lot of us get programmed that way. You know, you as this lovely Southern gal and, you know, how you were raised and how I was raised and a lot of it's around put others first. Yep. This can come up a lot for working mothers yep. in our society or for single parents. It can come up for lots of um, classes of people. Um, can you talk about how that ties in with the heaven on earth energy? Because I was so excited when I read about that in your book. Yeah, and I have to give full credit where I really learned self-love from Anita Morjani, um, who had, I think, the most powerful near-death experience story that I've come across because it was combined with huge physical healing. Um, she, one of her, her latest book is called What If This Is Heaven? Meaning what if we are currently uh, have the potential to be living heaven on earth, basically, that heaven is a state of being, not a place. I mean, I've actually had quite a few other people come on the show and talk about this, but um, basically one of the myths that she feels keeps us from experiencing a state of heaven on earth is the myth that loving yourself is selfish. And what she has found, and I've found this to be true in my life as well as my clients, is when we um, practice really strong self-love, good self-care, our cup is so much more full to be able to help and engage with others in a way that feels really good. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'm all about put the oxygen mask on yourself first. And Absolutely. Then, yeah. I recently read for the first time, I had not seen this before, make sure that you're helping and serving others from your saucer. Yes. Not from your teacup. <laughs> Interesting. I like that. And I thought, well, that makes perfect sense because when you're really, you know, you're you're healthy and you're joyful uh-huh. and you're loving, it's easy to just serve from your abundance versus if you are just if if I gave my tea bag away, yeah. now I can't make tea for anyone. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. There's nothing left. <laughs> okay. And I see Benny is gesturing. We've got one minute left. Yes. Um, this has gone so fast. Wendy Rose Williams, thank you for uh, being guest host today and putting me in the hot seat. It's been so much fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Such a pleasure, Sunny and Benny, both of you. Just so fun to be here. Yes. And uh, just uh, real quick, if you want to find out more about Wendy and her work, her website is wendyrosewilliams.com. And if you want to grab that free copy of Unhitched, grab it at unhitchedbook.com. I am your host, Sunny Joy. You've been listening to Sunny in Seattle. We will be back next week. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great weekend.